Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 49. I want to thank everybody for listening and hope you're all having a good week uh we do want to hear from you still now with uh usfl kicked off here we'll we'll talk a little bit about football but we want to know what you want to hear us talk about and we will talk about it so joey how can everybody get a hold of us yes sir hit us up in those dms on twitter and instagram at heartland pulse look us up on facebook and youtube just search pulse of the heartland as always you can find us on all the major streaming platforms Make sure to tell all your friends about us and have them like and subscribe all our stuff, just like you. All right, Joy, what are you drinking? So I am drinking a Bush Light. Went out for crawfish after work tonight, and they only had dirty beers. Well, I know I want to say dirty beers, but like they said crappy beers. But anyway, so they had like Bush Light Schlitz and stuff like that. So I had a few Bush Lights, and I was like, ah. I'm going to get some on the way home. So stopped at Walmart, picked up a 30 of Bush Light. Where are you at now, right now? Mm. Thank you. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this week. Um, and then next week, I am actually back home. So. All right. Did the, mm-hmm. the operator put you on through down to Baton Rouge? He ah, sure did. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Clark, what are you drinking? Well, I'm uh, mixing my own Crown and Coke here like a real peasant, so. <laughs> <laughs> no pre-canned. Uh, no, no pre-canned. Just got a good old bottle of Crown and a few cans of Coke. Jeez, doing all that manual labor. Yep, but, yeah. uh, you know, as Brian would say, he really likes his burnt, so you can really step it up when you're mixing your own. <laughs> you probably That's add more to those cans. You never know. Get a little funnel in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just just throw a little n- another shooter in top there. Oh yep. yeah. I was yep. gonna say yeah, you could just dump some in one of the cans and burn it. That's right. So there is a top you can get for like Yetis and stuff that you can store a shot in there, and then when you take a sip, like a little bit comes out at a time to like make <laughs> your drink extra strong. Yeah, I saw that the other day on Instagram. Hmm. Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. yeah. You guys should get one. Make your drink extra strong. <laughs> I think you're right. Bryant would be all about it with his uh, pre-mix mix. He's there. Yes, sir. What, what are you drinking, Bryant? Uh, went back. I went to a gas station, tried to see if there's any funny label ones. Uh, first one I grabbed here called Lake Beast. Uh, looks like it's a New England IPA, but it's out of the West O Brewery in uh, in Okaboji up there. Ah, nice. And Ryan, what are you drinking? I'm going from uh, the great state of Wisconsin, Joey's favorite one of his favorite states, the Lion Kugels mm-hmm. Honeywise. Ooh, nice. I almost picked up some Lining's original. Oh tonight. yeah. Yeah, but I didn't. I got we had bush light at home, so we didn't need that. It's not time <laughs> for summer that candy yet. Crap. They did have summer shandies already. Well, that is original. Yeah. I think <laughs> you and I are the ones that brought that down to Kansas, Trent. Summer Shandy? Yeah. Probably. Like, never yeah. ever heard. Remember with the wide and C-Dub, they had never heard of it before? Yeah. And yeah. it just litter bombs all the time. 
That's right. I forgot they called it Schlitter bombs. <laughs> uh, Natter days are better. Don't at me. Ooh. ooh what well, ones wrong. though? All of them. Lemonade. What was it? Pineapple. Pineapple was the release last year. I wonder if they're going to have a new flavor this year. Yeah, let's do a new flavor every year. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Trent, what are you sipping on? Uh, so I stopped when I was looking at those landing Googles after work, and I bought a Severance Brewing Company beer out of Sioux Falls. It's it's actually a sour. Uh, it's called the Rhubabababababraan. Uh, it's their strawberry rhubarb sour. So, you know, it's the play on words from the, the Beach Boys song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say it was Severance Brewing? Severance Brewing Company out of Sioux Falls. I did tweet the picture of it out. It's pretty good. I, nice. Ryan's mentioned sours like 25 pods ago, and now I'm kind of hooked. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> I'm glad like, I could get you on it. I know spring and winter just will not fucking let its grip go this year but <laughs> when it's 95 out and this is a cold sour this is going to be a delicious outside beer hey Trent, you 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 realize those winters are longer up north right <laughs> no that's that's a myth okay. he's been gone for a few years he doesn't remember that stuff clark i'm yeah. pretty sure newton's gotten more snow than brandon this year i don't know about that very close. I bet yeah, we got less than that. 20 inches of snow this year. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> and <laughs> half of it came in one snow. So, yeah, when <laughs> when the weather finally decides to cooperate and it's 100 degrees and humid outside, this would be a good hot outside beer. So You, uh, you need to try the Dogfish Head Sea Quench Sour. Mm, okay, I'll have to keep my eye out for that. That one is one of my favorites. That one's super good. Yeah, the little liquor store here in Brandon's kind of limited. Uh, so, yeah, they had this one, and they had a one from Fernson in Sioux Falls as well. So, so when I've had the couple from Remedy, like the kickball, uh, cranberry kickball, that one was good. So, yep, you got me hooked, man. Sweet. Yeah. Glad I could do that for you. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad uh, you're expanding your taste buds. That makes me happy. Bush light or sours. <laughs> That's fine. Nothing I don't care what between. it is. Just something other than just bush light. <laughs> Who's the one that likes IPAs? You or Brian? I think both of us do. Yeah. Yeah. The one I got right now is an IPA. Okay. okay. Yeah. I actually had an IPA last week when I had garage beers. I was pretty impressed with myself. Nice. Did you immediately throw up? No, I was about five in, so five, <laughs> five other beers in. So I figured, hey, why not throw an IPA in there? Yeah, I, I can't do them. Cannot. You need to have hair on your chest. Well, I'll work on it, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but let's jump in into this thing. Uh, some football kicked off this week. New league. Well, not new. It was around in the 80s. Uh, coming back, the USFL. I actually watched quite a bit of the games. Did you guys watch any of it? Uh, I watched the first game, and that was about it. Busy the rest I, of the weekend. I watched highlights of the bandits molesting your maulers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the maulers might go 0-10. 
<laughs> it's a real possibility. They uh, were bad. Yeah, that, that's that, all I saw. That first game on, what was it, Saturday night was a good game. It came down to the last, I think they scored with 30 seconds left to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great game. No. Yeah, and there's some pretty awesome plays too. Some great throws, some great catches in that first game. And I'm not, yeah, I get, I don't know if how the rest of the games were if they had that same way, but I thought right away, hey, this is a pretty good product. Yeah, the, the uh, all the drone angles were a little different. I, I kind of mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, with all and the, the helmet cam. Yeah, the helmet cam was sweet. I, like there was a, one of the running backs that had the helmet cam, and he got the ball just handed off to him. Who's going to run it up the middle. And this linebacker comes untouched through the middle and it, it, they showed the helmet cam of that. And it, it was pretty sweet. What all positions had it? Cause I, I didn't really catch any games this weekend either. Uh, there's running back. I saw, I saw a cornerback one cornerback, a linebacker. Really? Yeah. They, oh. yeah one, one was a interception. The CB had is pretty cool to watch. Yeah. How did I not, I didn't see a single helmet cam, and I, I mostly watched the Breakers beat up on, who was it, the Gamblers? Do you not follow the Stars. USFL on Twitter? Because they had all those. Man, no, I was, fuck, I need to not be busy on a weekend, but yeah. <laughs> Come on, Joey. Quit well, having a life. Yeah, I no, know. I, I mostly watched the Breakers beat up the Stars, and I liked the league, um, Two two things that I had was the quarterback play has got to get better, and that's going to help the league grow. I thought some of them didn't look very good, especially the uh, Stars quarterback, Scott, or whatever his name was. That that was kind of a bad game for him, and he got hurt a lot too. I don't think they have a very good offensive line. But then also the kicking game, holy shit. There's a lot of field goals missed. So here's the thing that I saw. The chip in the ball, did you guys see this? Mm-hmm. No, there's a chip. Yeah, there's a chip in the ball, and they say it weighs like four or five ounces, and it's just stuck to the side wall of that ball somewhere in there. So the that weight isn't distributed throughout the whole ball. Ooh. So that's why the kicking. Okay. They think the kicking was so terrible, and some of the passes were so terrible. Okay, it hmm. may it makes sense. Yeah, why do they have a chip in the ball then? So that's how they they don't have they don't have chains like for first downs. It's all like GPS chipped. Wow. Or they know it's in there and they know it's an easy excuse because nobody else can explain it. True. Yeah. Yeah, you think they would have had plenty of time to be practicing with this ball and work out kinks if there were issues with having a loose chip in the ball. Because yeah, so, we uh, saw some pretty incredible passes that first that first game anyway. That you would think with how deep those. It affected yeah. was more than a 10 yard pass. You know, they right. could say it was an issue. And yes, your quarterback started 0 and 5, and my quarterback started 5 and 5. <laughs> so is it really an issue, or is your quarterback just bad? No, yours, um, yours was probably cheating, it? cheating and not using the chip ball. Oh, I do know Paxton <laughs> Lynch may have had one of the be- worst passes in his career, though. Oh, my God. In, in anyone's career. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> that was That's, atrocious. And that's why Michigan couldn't beat Brian's team. Is that why he's no longer Denver Bronco? That's why he's no. Wasn't he a backup for the Vikings his last season too? I have no. No, idea. he was backup for uh, 
one of the NFC South teams, I thought. Who? Uh, no, no, no. That was the that was another Denver guy. That wasn't him. Never mind. Yeah. All, all I know is there's a reason why he ain't in the NFL no more, and it's because of passes like that. It was a. Uh... That, that, that was a pretty rough go. I would say it's kind of, and it's kind of hard to tell. Obviously, after week one, you know, who who is if the defense is really legit, or if it was just you know, a chip in the ball that's causing an offense to go bad. But I, I don't know. I I just hope honestly, like, because I was watching that that weather delayed game, and like on Monday for a little bit, I turned it on. There was only like. I mean, no joke. If there's 200 total people outside of the football operations there, I'd be shocked. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the okay. attendance on Saturday, there was a, a lot of people Saturday night, but I watched Sunday and Monday's games, and there was nobody there. They did pick a pretty rough weekend to have games on Sunday, considering it was Easter. Yeah. That and the weather. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't the best weekend to start your league. And, no. you know, from a from a certain point, I feel like having all these games at one location is going to hurt your attendance. Well, especially because, in Birmingham. I... Yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily just because it's Birmingham. I mean, they showed out for the Saturday night game. They were looking to, you know, go have fun. But to do the same thing again two more times on Sunday and again on Monday, like you're asking the same population to – invest how many hours sitting in the stadium yeah you're you're basically asking the population of birmingham to be a fan of the league instead of individual teams right yeah because the first game had the birmingham team in there so it made sense they correct there but and also i think though i think wasn't wasn't it supposed to be three games on sunday and the monday game was Mm -hmm. actually better delay yes scheduled. so i know that one that affected it a little bit too but yeah, it's it's pretty rough new league, and and you just see look. I mean, you're you're seeing maybe dots of people that were out there. It, it was yeah. that lowly attended. I there do one couple hundred total. Yeah, I do wonder though if they got a package, you know, for the stadium, and if they host all these teams, they know that they'll get you know a few fans here and there, but but their big get is going to be. To draw fans, yes, via TV, and then next year they can start paying out other stadiums and stuff and maybe doing a tour or something. So, Is the league even going to exist if people see this on their TV and they're like, nobody nobody wants to go to this? Why am I watching it? They definitely need to cover up like the top layers of the stadiums and make it look like it's a smaller stadium. because Make it look like the COVID years? Yeah. The COVID season, just covered up? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so like I said, when in we we're texting back and forth during the Maulers getting their ass kicked, uh, they, they might. Touchdown? No, it was seventeen. Oh, that, that's what I thought. Yep. It might. They might go zero and five before the, this <laughs> league runs out of money. <laughs> right. But yeah, if, yeah, I think they. I do think they need to get better. You know, quarterback play. Give a little bit better product because yeah, if you're watching what's like a division three type type talent then that's kind of rough to get people's attendance to right well and then if you're getting you know kicked out of the league for ordering a pizza when it was chicken night <laughs> and you tell the guy that it's a problem you know that's not a good look either huh. Pittsburgh's a mess Trent hey mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for drama <laughs> you should watch more NBA we'll get to that in the fun cast but yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
so th- some upcoming games. Um, there's games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. Um, my Pittsburgh Maulers take on the Stars, and uh, it looks like we're the biggest underdogs because we suck. <laughs> <laughs> we are plus six and a half to the Stars, and I, I feel like it would be even more if the Stars didn't have the best mascot in the league. <laughs> oh, the best mascot. Yes. Have, have that has the blob been crowned the best mascot? I'm calling it dude. He's he's so um what's the word I'm looking for here? Not like Terrible. unique, robust. He's like everybody loves the Western Kentucky Hilltopper, their mascot. He's like that. Mm-hmm. I thought about that when I was listening to the podcast when I was driving back to Iowa and hearing you guys talk about it before I joined last last week, and I was like that that's that's just like the west the western was it western kentucky hilltoppers they yeah. got that weird red mascot that everybody likes because it's like what the hell is that all mm-hmm. right somebody throw this thing on twitter i gotta see it the hilltopper yep yeah i mean oh. it's basically like you said loud it's it's red grimace yeah you know is he waving that stupid red flag yeah uh, kind of his whole body is like a stupid red flag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Jeez, that thing's terrible too. Yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. Like, you're you're pretty much right. It's it's giant red grimace. The hilltopper mm-hmm. is. It's kind of uh, the Canadian version of him, though, from South Park too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good call. You're not my buddy, Gas. <laughs> Did anybody? Did they uh, get the name for the mascot settled? Blob. Yep. Is it really? So, it, in that thread, there were it was a poll for every team's mascot. Yeah. So I think I think Blob was leading by a few thousand votes whenever I found it. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't know they were naming the rest of them, but I'll, I'll say all, all I know is after the, we saw the stars' hideous one, I knew we for sure we had to find the nickname of it. I think the old gamblers, he's a ace. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was the only one I could remember. Panthers was like Pablo or something I, like that. Yeah, yeah. Houston Gamblers, Ace, the Stallions, Stanley, uh, Marty the Mauler. Dave the Wave. Yep, Dave the Wave, uh, the, the Bayside Bandit for Tampa Bay here. Let me reopen the article so I can get the rest of them here. Ace Stanley, Bayside Bay, David Wave. General Jersey for the New Jersey Generals. That's a pretty friend. <laughs> uh, Pablo for the Michigan Panthers. And uh, did we miss any? General Jersey. They're just like, let's just take our name and flip-flop some of the words. Oof. That is, yeah, that's pretty trash to be honest <laughs> that might be the worst name of them all that might be worse than blob as a name mm-hmm. yeah i prefer blob at least it's kind of funny that that one just general jersey yeah terrible i kind of want to walk up to someone and introduce myself hey i'm blob blob <laughs> see, what, see what they do yeah i i don't know I don't know if this league is going to survive, guys, especially with the X coming next year, too. 
I don't think they can compete with the XFL. Is the XFL picking up the same teams it had last time? Not positive. The only thing that's been announced with that is the coaching. You mean the last time, like 20 years ago last time? or No, I mean like, no, what, like two years ago been... before COVID ended it? Yeah. No, that, that wasn't the XFL, was it? Yeah. yeah. Was there was that. Yeah, there was, a, there was another league, too. What was that, that other league? Okay, I'm thinking of that other yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. You're thinking AAF. The American Lions yeah. of football or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. I forgot the XFL started back up. Yeah, they're uh, being re- they're under ownership group that has the Rock in there. They've got a few people, big names that are involved. But I'm trying to see like if they're both going to be competing for springtime airtime, or how that's going to work. Hasn't the XFL already made an official partnership with the NFL? They have. That that's your advantage right there if you have right. NFL money backing you. Well, yeah. yeah, if you've got the NFL name behind you, and I mean, if there are any good players in the USFL, they're going to go over to the XFL. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see things going well for the USFL in the future. I hope I'm wrong, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I would say the. Yeah, I agree. Having the NFL backing you, I think that one's going to make this one, the XFL, at least here to stay. It's just going to be interesting if, like, if the NFL, and kind of like they did before, is going to treat them as, like, guinea pigs. All right, you know, we have new kickoff rules, have them do it. Or, you know, like they did last time, the one, two, or three-pointers after the, uh, um, after the, uh, fuck, what am I trying to say? After a touchdown? Yeah, after a touchdown, thank you. Um. It'll be, uh, it'll definitely be interesting, but I don't know. Hopefully, USFL and and it's hard to say, you know, say. Hopefully, they're going to stand. If I didn't watch any games this weekend, but I'm say definitely going to have to uh, clamp down if I'm going to, you know, want them to survive. Going to have to actually watch a few games. With my gamblers here. Yeah, they'll get through one season probably. I don't know if the hopefully the checks will clear. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that the problem with the AA? Was it the AAF last year that yeah, the checks yeah. didn't clear? They yeah. ran out of money. Their players five weeks ah. they were out of money. Damn. I I you honestly think that these money. teams would have better like fan attendance if they were in their own cities. Like just from a fandom turnout point, you know, if they can get them into their own cities, there's going to be increase in fan attendance so i don't think that i don't want to put a whole lot of fan attendance now but the competition from the xfl is definitely gonna put a damper on them especially if they're competing for tv time yeah right i mean th- think that th- this is a league that isn't traveling at all so there's not really any home field so yeah i mean they better hope that tv deal works and they make enough money where they can travel to each other's places next year because otherwise yeah like you said or, or maybe even next year Hey, we're gonna do Birmingham for the, for the first couple weeks, and and then we're gonna to go to Los Angeles for two weeks, and then you you know spread it around coast to coast, be able to mm-hmm. you know m- meet in the middle in some of these places. Hey, you know yeah. we're gonna go to you know it's gonna be Mahler's home field advantage for two weeks now. Now we're going yep. to Michigan. I mean something because especially mm-hmm. when it's not even a huge popular. You know if we were to play the, all these same games in like Houston, and not just because it's the home you know field for the Gamblers. Houston, uh, you know, 
I don't, I don't know what the population off the top of my head is. It's going to be a hell of a lot more than Birmingham. That, that's all I know. <laughs> Birmingham, Birmingham, I was looking this up. Birmingham is around a million people, like with their metro and you know all the suburbs in that. Huh. Yeah, I mean, um, Houston, 2.3 million. Los yeah, Angeles, 3.9. Yeah. I, I mean, so you can you can move these, you know, go to these different places. Or, I mean, hell, I, I, I can almost guarantee you send it to New York City where the, the Jets and Giants stadium in uh, MetLife. You know, you've got six million people in New York that all of a sudden they can go and watch their New Jersey Generals again. I mean, it's yes, yeah, with Houston, that's just Houston. The whole metro is seven point one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's seven times the people that they could potentially have if they went to a bigger city. But when you look at Michigan, a team like Michigan, where you've got the Lions there and you've got the Pistons, they're itching for a team that might be able to win. They'll get some attendance there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They might as well go to Atlanta. Oh, well, I guess they got the Braves. <laughs> yeah, they got the Braves. The Hawks are in the playoffs. Come on. The Hawks. In, I'm watching them right Bulldogs, now. Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I got a question for you guys. Um, since they are going to be in the same location all all season, you know these guys are practicing in the same locations. They're going, sleeping in the same freaking hotels, eating in the same locations. Do you think the Maulers are even going to have a team by the end of the year, or are they just going to lose respect for everybody and get cut from the team? They they might. Oh man, and I'm here for. I I will be on the, the uh, fandom free agent list. Okay. <laughs> Trent's gonna get cut from the team for a lack of respect. Yeah, nice. didn't have his chicken salad. That's right. No room for uh, you on the bandwagon, Bucko. If their coach listens to this, he'll probably cut me for saying that they're gonna go zero and five before the league runs out of money. So, <laughs> no respect. Might, might be looking for a new team here. And, and yeah, and, and don't. Trent's the, Trent's the only one that bought a shirt too. He's the only one that has them. <laughs> nope. No, that's a lie. We did. Yeah, I bought my breaker shirt. It says it was delivered. I don't know where the hell it's at, but it was delivered, I guess. <laughs> it's so. it's somewhere. Joey has it. Best yeah. of luck getting that one. Jack went over to your house. Jack went over to your house and got it. He's wearing it right now. Probably. Jack doesn't even know what the USFL is. Should we be surprised that Jeff Fisher lost his first uh, USFL game? Nope. He only needs seven more losses in a row to be 178, 178, and one. <laughs> that may Perfect happen. 500. Yep. Uh, well, do, do we want to go and switch to uh, an NFL or a football league that isn't going to collapse in a few weeks? Yes, please. Okay. Sure. Well, the draft is coming up. Eight days from Wednesday pod release is the draft. It starts uh, next Thursday. The first round will be Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And... Yes. I, I, mean, I, I literally know nothing about to be honest with you. I say, did we lose Trent or what happened? What? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. You just kind of died off. I didn't, there wasn't a question or anything. It scared me. For no. <laughs> no it, Trent's just like, it's happening next week. Technical <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> Thank you. He keeping, he got, keeping the listeners in suspense, Joey. Yeah. I I don't know. I we can if you guys want, we can wait till next week and talk about it more in depth and stuff. But uh I've been doing some research mostly because the Falcons have so many picks coming up. 
And there are a ton of teams that have a ton of picks this year, like the Chiefs being one of them. The Jets, Twelve. you know, right? Like, I bet this is going to be a funky lot of movement draft. If you want, if you want my opinion right now, like I think there's going to be people moving up all over the place. Kind of like this off season with everybody going everywhere. Like, what? Right. what where's Matt Ryan again? Uh, Indy. Oh, he's yeah. a Colt. Damn. Yep. They're gonna I was thinking about that the other day. Like, wait a minute. I know. I know he's not with the Falcons because they hate him now. So, yep. where did he go? The organization may hate him. The fans do not. We love him. Uh, I, 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 th- I think you might be speaking for the majority, but I feel like there's a large population out there that p- place a lot of blame on him. Ooh, I don't. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever seen blame. I've seen disgust and that he is losing a step and losing, you know, a little bit of velocity, but I don't think anyone's ever really blamed him for them losing. I mean, you, if people talk about the way some receivers performed, I feel like a lot of them are ragging on Matty ice versus the receiver, you know, that Uh, receiver goes to sign a contract and everybody's like, Oh, he's the greatest. He's awesome. He's going to be amazing. I'm speaking about Julio Jones. He hasn't done shit in Tennessee, but yeah. So I mean, that makes Matt Ryan look even better because <clears throat> yeah. if Julio has a quarterback, then he does well, and he's not well, injured. Does he have a quarterback? I don't. That's that's debatable as well. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't in Tennessee. No, he's got somebody getting paid a shit ton to try and throw <laughs> the ball, but exactly, you got someone that's trying out to be a quarterback still from his Texas A&M days, and he's now with the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> who is apparently better than the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, that's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think Mariota is going to be do all right with his second shot here. At least, you know, the good thing with him is he's going to be young and athletic and, be, you know, do something with that offense. I don't know if a lot of – I know last year, obviously, Ryan still has his magic, but I don't know. Do you, Joey, do you feel like with a with a younger and more mobile quarterback – with the weapons that you currently have, the offense will improve? Or do you think you kind of need the guy that put it in the right spot like like uh, Ryan did? <laughs> First of all, weapons. I'm, I'm laughing when you say weapons. Oh, yeah. uh, I love <laughs> I love how much we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I don't think – we spent a whole NFL season doing a podcast. I don't think we talked about them this much during the whole season, which is great. Um what was but the meme I, that I sent the other day of all their weapons that they had? Exactly. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Kyle Pitts is great. Cordell Patterson, don't get me wrong. He's he's a good, good, solid player, but he should not be a number one option in the NFL anymore. He's, he's a just, great gadget player. Exactly. But um, <laughs> I hate the signing of Mariota, and not because I think that he is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's an elite quarterback by any means. I don't think he's even a good quarterback, but he is going to win probably six or seven games, which is not going to be good enough to get a number one quarterback the next year's draft. Like, I wish there was someone that was just fucking terrible. Oh, I wish they would just ride with Josh Rosen. And You really the think season. they're going to win six or seven games with him? I don't know. I need to look at the schedule. But I was going to give him I, two to three. Oh, God. I – I honestly think I, I think you're going to be in contention for that four. top spot next year, bud. God, I hope so. I really do, but it just <laughs> in true Atlanta Falcon fashion, fuck, they'll probably almost make the playoffs this year. 
And is their defense that good this year? Uh, so that's one of the things I want to talk about the draft is if the, if they can get another shutdown quarter across from AJ Terrell and with the defensive schemes being brought in again this year with the same guy, this is the first time in like six years where they brought back a defensive coordinator every other time it was either Dan Quinn filling in that void or someone else just retriculating out of there. I mean, they went through defensive coordinators like Iowa does offensive coordinators. It just, it just was a revolving <laughs> door. Um, so I think the defense is going to be better, to be honest with you, especially if with that eight, uh, that eight pick, they either get an edge rusher or another shutdown, shutdown corner. But uh, I don't think they're going to, I mean, when I say better, they're still not going to be able to stop the likes of Tom Brady all the time, but I do think they can shut down Jameis Winston and, uh, they'll probably have the second best defense in that division. I mean, depending on how well Marcus Lattimore can carry that Saints team. But uh, yeah, it's. You think they can shut down NFL league leading passer from 20, what was it, 2020? Yeah, the most yardage or 2019? I don't that? think they can shut down Winston. Nah, ain't happening. Well, <laughs> I mean, they, they'll give up yards, but they'll also get like seven interceptions a game. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Jameis got his eyes fixed, man. He, oh, yeah, yeah, and then he sat out most of the season. Jason Tatum. He's just getting shot. Jason Tatum. What the fuck? Testing those Taysom. eyeballs from the bench, baby. Taysom Hill. <laughs> this year, he tore his ACL, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he got hurt. Just, I know that. He sit out, sit out the, season. the season. Yeah, he, like, yeah. he, he, he ended tore his ACL. He was out. Is it Achilles? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Speaking of injuries, though, that brings me back to Mariota. Do you think he will make the season play all, all the games? Because I don't think there's been a season where he's been slated as starter that he did. Yeah, there's that too. Maybe at Oregon. Who knows? Maybe Josh Rose will pull his head out of his ass, become the starter, and be the quarterback that everyone thought he would be coming out of UCLA. Not everybody. Just mm-hmm. him. <laughs> 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 Thank you. You almost made me spit up my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to move on from the Falcons because you guys are making me think way too much and act like I actually care about this season. So wait, <laughs> <laughs> who 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 did you just say as a quarterback? Not Marcus Mariota. Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. The, so the Falcons have Josh Rosen. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, because this depth chart must not be updated then because this has just Marcus Mariota and Felipe Franks. Oh, last I knew. <laughs> Please don't tell me they cut Josh Rosen. <laughs> because <laughs> when when Mariota does get hurt, I do not want Felipe Franks. You don't want Felipe? Yeah. No. Uh, ES, ESPN has Felipe and no Josh Rosen. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Was he on a contract year? Because, I mean... He was with the Falcons last year, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Well, he is not right now because he, this is a third depth chart, cbssports.com. <laughs> no Josh Rosen. Oh, sorry, uh, Joey. That's uh, hold on. You guys keep talking. I'm looking to see where Josh Rosen went. <laughs> I think he's a free agent. We, we, we don't care. We just want to see Felipe Franks play. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so CBS NFL, someone else, not our team. <laughs> CBS NFL has him as an Atlanta Falcons quarterback. 
I don't know. I honestly have no idea where he's at. He had two completions for 11 yards last year. Solid. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, you need that type of athlete on, on your team. I'm, I'm looking over his Wikipedia right now. His uh, father was a Jewish um, ice skater, nationally ranked. So you're going to need that type of uh, athlete on your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Josh Rosen was listed as a free agent for 2022. His four-year contract that he signed with the Cardinals has expired. Okay, well, adios, Rosen, I guess. Fuck. Let's go, Felipe. Felipe, mm. baby. My God, that is the quarterback room: Felipe, Franks, and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> oh, hey, you don't forget Cordell. Right, you don't forget Cord. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> God damn. He he can play every position <laughs> out there, baby. Can we just skip to wrestling season? I don't fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> we'll take you as an honorary Vikings fan. Come on. Off board. No, it's all right. So we you know, so we don't continue to depress Joey. Should we just move on from this topic? That's yeah, fine. I'll definitely think of more like because I'm looking at some mock drafts, it'll be kind of interesting. And we'll actually, you know, have more hype going around the uh, draft. Yeah. But I, I got a, a few questions like, who do you think is going to go higher and shit like that? I think it'll be interesting for next week. You got to assume that. that someone's going to be trading from Baker Mayfield beforehand too, don't you? It It's definitely got the potential to be a lot of fireworks for this draft. So that's going to make it exciting. Where what Where's this draft being held? Vegas. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hot dog. Uh, Brees Hall could break Iowa State's, was it like 47-year streak 40, without a 49 first? 49-year. 49-year streak without a first-round draft pick? You'll no, go in the third. Probably. No, the, the, more, <laughs> the more I've looked at it, and even before this season, the only way Iowa State was going to break that record, there, there's no value in, white, in, in running backs in the first no. round anymore. The no. best chance we were going to have is if Ch- Charlie Kohler was going to have an All-American season right. and play like in those few games where he could have. Um, or may- I was – actually, I was, I was going to say Mike Rose was another All-American. Team. He didn't have the size. Like the only shot we would have had for a first round was, was Kohler at that mm-hmm. point. Yep. Being our best shot as a running back, it, it ain't going to happen. I, I don't yeah. think it is. Speaking of first rounders, I keep seeing uh, Lindebaum at thirty-one. Trent, hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, that's too bad when he goes top twenty. That's uh, a, that was going to be safely. One of that, that you and I lineman keeps getting projected yeah. ahead of him. I was going to see mm-hmm. if I can get you riled up, Joy. See who you thought was going to go first. No, I mean that you and I lineman. He doesn't. He plays guard, right? Is it guard tackle. or center? Or sorry, guard or tackle? Yeah. Um, I mean. Like I said before, I just don't think there's that much value in a center to go in the first round. I know Lindebaum is great. He's an all-time Hawkeye, and he's an all-time offensive lineman in college. But, man, he's just – there's just not that value at center in the NFL. Well, if, you, uh, if you haven't watched a Vikings game in the last three years, you might reconsider that. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, their line is garbage. Has yeah. been. And so you now find the right team who's looking to fill that spot, and he's he's got quite a lot of value. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm sorry, I know, but the other thing with Lindenbaum though is he's a little undersized. Like I'm looking at some of the other linemen in this draft, like including that you and I guy. He's he's so high up because he plays edge. 
but he's 6'7", 320. You know, the guy right behind him, the Texas A&M uh, offensive line, Kenyon Green, he's 6'4", 300. I mean, Lindenbaum's tiny compared to that. Six, only 6'2", 296. But, I mean, like, there's some of these guys that are gigantic in size that they're going to draft purely on potential, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you don't have to have – a huge center. I mean, look at like Jeff Saturday. He was only 6'2", 297. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was an all pro, but you have to have someone like a Jeff Saturday or an Alex Mack. And you have to know they're, they're going to be that coming out of college. Like you, you may get that with Linda Bob. I'm not saying that you're not going to, but to go out on a limb for a center like that in the first round, I don't know. I would not be happy if my team did that. Well, don't worry. Right now, he's projected going to the Bengals for old Joe Burrow. So there you go. Hopefully, he's a flop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what the hell did I do to the podcast? Why? What are we doing? No, no. I I mean, if he goes to the Bengals, I I hope he's terrible. But yeah, if he's not with the Bengals, tear it up, bud. Yeah, more more Bengals hate Joey. I thought it was a Hawkeye hate, but I can live with the Bengals hate. It can be both. (laughs) <laughs> only if you're an iowa state fan yeah, there you go hey I have, I have a question it's kind of a stupid question off topic with the nfl um does it annoy you that uh, players going to switching their numbers over the year so you know dalvin cook's going to number four to match his college his college number um i mean does it annoy you from the jersey aspect where you have a bunch of people buy their jerseys and now you have a jersey that doesn't really matter anymore or i guess it's not not their current number does it do like is there a way like if you had bought the old one where you can trade it in for a new one because i know like i don't believe so but i don't know i would say i know the only exception i can think of back in the day was aaron hernandez you could trade it in for literally any other patriot I, I guess i've never known if you get a new number i think this is a newer thing they do where yeah, it just started last year where anybody can be any number. Yeah. What, what's worse, committing murder or switching your number? Or changing your number. Now <laughs> yeah. I'm a whole new thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, it's whatever. I just didn't know if it bothered other people or not. If I was one who bought jerseys, it would probably bug me, but I'm not. So I really don't care. Yeah. Well, and I think also now, now that they've, well, I guess I was going to say, now they've switched up the rules where you can get those single-digit numbers, they'll just grab them right away. But yeah. I guess you're still going to have those guys that get traded, you know, brought into a team and there's someone's already that number. But, yeah, I mean, as long as there's a way you can, tra- you know, potentially trade it back in, then you can. Uh, I think the only thing is the players have to, like, pay for whatever extra yeah. stock there is or whatever. They have to buy all the rest of the jerseys. Yeah. Which that's a lot of money, but if it's that meaningful, then that's you know that's them. So, mm-hmm. no, nope, I agree. I would say I guess you know more power to them. I guess changing up their numbers, but yeah, it'll just be it'll be the first few weeks next year when I'm watching a Vikings game off and I go, who the fuck is this fast number four? Did they just draft him and then realize it's Cook again? Yeah. I wish I could trade in my Calvin Ridley jersey. I think if you get a jersey. <laughs> And it's less than a year old, or year. It's under two years old, and you should be able to trade it in for like half off your next one. Half off. Who are you trading in for? Kyle Pitts or AJ Terrell. Well, hell yeah. Terrell, Felipe, Felipe Franks. The guy puts in one one thousand dollar bet, and you're disowning him. 
It's because he just owned Atlanta way before that. (laughs) Joey doesn't care about mental health. He's trading in his uniform. That's that's how we're going to settle this one. (laughs) Not put words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now now do we want to head over to the NFL? You know, they're playing golf now. Yeah, sure. Couple couple quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen are going to take place in the upcoming match. Uh, now, to to be clear, what? this is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, correct? Correct. Sweet. I, yeah. I, I like this matchup. Old school, new school. Yeah. Let's put those bastards in the ground bury them yep. <laughs> no so there's there's not going to be any pga professionals in this one um do you think they had something set up with phil and then they're like okay we got to back out of this at the moment let's find two more two more uh, football players probably because phil's been a part of pretty much all of them all of them he was announcer for the last one and yeah as long as they got barkley lined up they'll be fine which yeah. group it is going to be more boring to listen to? I feel like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have nothing to talk about. I feel, like, I feel like Josh... Brady is funny, but Rodgers is just so dry and boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I would say, I, I feel like, yeah, I agree. Brady's funny, but you need to have someone in that situation to set yourself up for the joke. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Rodgers is just going to be – hopefully he – Smokes a joint before get, gets you know relaxed. <laughs> right. Like you said, if it's anything like his interviews, he's just very mono. Unless he's on the McAfee show, it's just very fucking monotone and just. Well, even on that, he's so monotone fast. and just talk as slow as you can to kind of describe what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Josh Allen's personality is. Oh. It seems good from his Twitter response to tom brady when tom brady posted the picture of his son oh i didn't see it and he photoshopped a picture of josh allen's helmet onto his son and then drew a little buffalo bill onto his son's (laughs) t-shirt and he's like me watching josh t1 off and uh josh allen responded he's like well as long as i'm not wearing some brady brand crap because tom brady's (laughs) launching his own golf apparel brand yeah so yeah, and, so, and Josh Allen's been on, like, pardon my take, quite a few times. He's kind of, like, one of their, like, best recurring guests. I mean, he, he's pretty funny. Honestly, yeah. I, I th- but I think I think it's also going to be – Josh is going to be the funny one out of him and Mahomes. I feel like Mahomes is going to be the Rodgers not saying anything, worried he's going to say something wrong, you know, where, whereas at this point it's just like, we just want to see you guys say funny shit and we want to see you be bad at golf so we realize at least you're bad at one thing, you, you know. We don't want to see a sink in any – 30 foot putts or anything. Uh, sorry, well, but these guys are athletes. They're they're naturals. So I, I think there's the, the second match. It was Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil and TB12. Yeah. And the best part was Tom and, and Peyton going, going at each other. Tiger is just so competitive. He doesn't really give you a whole lot there. And Phil, he, he can be entertaining, but he sits there and he gives a golf lesson on every single hole. And it, after a while, it's just like, okay, this broadcast is turning into an eight-hour ordeal. Let's get moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be fun to see, I guess, four, four NFLers do it instead of putting some pros mm-hmm. on it, too. 
I'm looking at it right now. It's going to be a 12-hole event, so it's not going to drag on. I like that. You know, after nine holes, we, we got the gist of it. They're golfing. You know, let's let's get this thing over with. I think it's at the win again in Vegas. Mm. Yep, yeah, it's win, win, at, win at Las Vegas. going to be on TNT on June 1st, starting at 530 Central Time. So, yeah, okay. actually, I, hell, I would say that what's 12 holes going to take you? Two and a half hours, maybe at most. Maybe three. Hell, this probably three, yeah. Like I texted you guys, uh, Brady was not great when he played in that last one. He just not a skillful golfer. So hopefully either Mahomes or Allen are kind of at that lower level too. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good, but yeah. I know Mahomes. He has his own golf tournament fundraiser, and he he's I think a pretty decent golfer. So they're gonna smoke him. Yeah, <laughs> gonna smoke him. <laughs> After all that, if it, I would, it was it the last few times it's done the match. Is it by match play or is it by strokes? Match, match play. Yep. Which well, is which is good. I mean, the one with Kepka and Deschambeau, I think Kepka beat him in like seven or eight holes. Yep. Yeah. They didn't even play all the holes. Uh, yeah. Deschambeau just conceded. He was yeah. done. Yep. Typical. That was yeah. kind of the end of things for him. He hasn't done crap since then. Nope. Nope. And uh, Jordan Spieth, he uh, comes from behind and wins this past weekend. He's just winning every Easter from now on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin predicted him to win the Masters. He was a week too early, so too yep. bad, Kevin. He was a year too early because next year's Masters Sunday is on Easter. He's the new Jesus. He is risen. (laughs) I feel like this is a stat we'll have to remember next year when we do our preview. Well, I mean, Jordan Spieth did come back from the dead on uh, on Sunday. He was down uh, like three strokes. Uh, Leishman, he was at 14 under at one point. All the leaders were 14 under, and Spieth is at 12 in the clubhouse, and they all fell back to Spieth, Mm. and that's how he got in that playoff, and one on the first hole. Hmm. Good yeah. for him. I've always yeah. liked him. I'm glad he's I'm glad he won again. Um and you I do believe you had said that next year's Masters is going to be on Easter, is that correct? Masters Sunday is Easter. I mean if you place that bet right now, Speeth is plus twenty two hundred. That's what I got Xander at this year. So if I place twenty bucks on him this year I'd have you know four hundred bucks coming if jordan wins but since i placed a bet on him he's probably going to miss the goddamn cut <laughs> what are you worst about that now for come on you just said he was going to win every easter <laughs> from now on every unless easter. trent has money on him <laughs> yes there's always an asterisk on these yeah yeah i think if trent has money on you you're probably going to get hit by a car so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, had had money on Happy Gilmore in the what was it, the Waterbury Open, and look what happened. A VW Beetle comes right down the fairway and hits Happy Gilmore. Hmm. I've never seen won. that movie. What? What? Jesus I'm joking. Joey. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Oh, that was a terrible joke. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anything else to add to golf, or we want to just head keep on moving on? Depressing uh, topic for Iowa State fans. Yeah, <laughs> or just get her over with. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you take it away, Brian. Right 
Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I wrote this one in here because I wanted your guys' input because the, the latest one affected us. But I would say it's really hit all of our programs. I, I didn't have a KU example, but you know they just won the natty so we'll give them some time to be positive about it but you know there's a lot of speculation before the weekend um Tyrese Hunter was probably the top star for Iowa State's Sweet 16 basketball team that was going to be coming back speculation he was getting some NIL deal and he was he'd been working out in a I believe up in like Milwaukee with um I don't know if it was an old high school teammate or who it was but he'd been working out up there said he was going to make an official announcement through his coach and no shocker that he's he's leaving for potentially he's entering the transfer portal. Um, there's no official word on this NIL deal. It's from what I've seen on Twitter, it seems a little fishy that like out, out of the blue again, you're the kind of the number one star on a team. You you know you, there's not really going to be any challenge for you, and you can put up the numbers you need to. And all of a sudden, you know there's rumors of an NIL deal, and all of a sudden now he's gonna you know seek out the opportunities, which I don't know if the opportunity seeked him out and then he's transferring or what. But um, like I mentioned in here, I know LSU's team is completely depleted. I know you're picking up some guys from the transfer. We, uh, we got one guy back, back that was going into the transfer portal. Yep. Uh, but I, Justin, I know Justice Williams is staying. Yep. So they, but a huge chunk of a LSU's basketball team's gone. Iowa lost Joe, yep. uh, Joe Trasant. Wasn't he the backup mm-hmm. for Murray? Yes. Yeah, so you lost the backup for Murray, and I know the football team lost a few other guys. And that not NIL, just transfer portal. I, I kind of two for one did in here, but you know, I looked it up. It was last June when it was officially passed for the NIL and everything else. Um, I guess how how are you guys feeling? Are you liking where it's at right now? Are you not liking with? You know, I'm kind of leaning towards right now. You, you know, this is just mini NFL. You, you know, this is just free agency out the ass and. And kind of like I've been worrying, I feel like just the top 20 to 30 schools that have the money, that make the money through the, through their athletics, are going to just take over the sport, and it's just not going to be college sports anymore. They can only take so many players. I mean, these teams can't put 40, 40 kids on their bench, you know? So there's more talent than that out there. I'd, I don't think they're going to soak up all the talent by any means. The top teams, the Blue Bloods. But, uh, I mean, you get a team in the SEC with, like, LSU spending potential, and they've got an entire team to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might have a little bit of NIL opportunity down there that they're really going to throw some some big uh, big lures out there, you know, try to get some, get some kids back. So I mean, this Hooters that's right across the street from my hotel down here in Baton Rouge, I'm sure they could you know, throw some money at them. <laughs> Yeah they're, their, yeah, they're already throwing their money at SEC athletes. Lil John right. Daly, is he hanging out there? <laughs> Lil John. Um, Hell yeah. So I, I just have to say that Lil John Daly did get the NIL deal that every male college athlete wanted. He is yeah. now sponsored by Hooters. Yep, just like his dad. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, been putting it's him on the, and uh, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. His, well, I mean, you know, John Daly's been putting on what the Hooters Championship or something like that, the Hooters Tour. Mm-hmm. What would they call it? Because he he'd been doing that for years now. Yeah, he goes to Augusta every Masters week and just signs autographs at Hooters. Yeah. So all week. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, and didn't the didn't Nick Saban come out recently and and go against the NIL? <laughs> because he's the only football program that doesn't need it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, so he can get any player he absolutely wants, but that's besides the fact. I mean, if he can literally pay any player millions of dollars and, and become even more dominant. So I, I think it's you have him and Lane Kiffin both going against it. I don't I think Jimbo Fisher's against it too. So you have some of the biggest coaches going against it. Wait, Lane's against it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I feel like the NIL is going to give those more teams, honestly, that competitive edge because up until NIL, if you know a team couldn't hand out money or have those opportunities, like, oh, we got these big, you know, boosters here, <laughs> we're willing to do this and this. Like, if you're a competitive player, you're just like, I want to go to Alabama because they win it every year. But now, if you know, teams can. I, I think NIL is going to make college football a little more competitive at the top end. Well, the top 20 teams. I mean, they're, it, the it might change. Yeah. I mean, it might change from there's four teams that can compete for the playoffs to maybe eight, but until they even expand that, it doesn't make a difference on who the top 20 teams are anyways. But I, I just feel like, you know, and I know and th- this has been going on for I at Iowa state for a while they because they're behind the eight ball right now they've been trying to set up committee to i don't know i guess i don't know how you set it up if it's like a a committee and you set up the like opportunities like like you recruit nil opportunities to then sell to your athletes or sell your athletes to nil opportunities but i mean it's almost like now i mean and and just like it's kind of was ran before you got to run it like business you you know Mm -hmm. i just feel like when we've talked about hell even last year with texas that that uh, who's the quarterback that went there? Yours or Quinn? What what was his name? Vince Young. <laughs> the, the kid who left high school there, he went to Ohio State, and then he went to yes. Texas. Yeah, I think that's Quinn Ewers. Is his yeah, name. Quinn Ewers. I mean, he had reportedly an NIL versus with a million going to Ohio State. Then he's just going to the next highest bidder in Texas. That you know, we've all as much controversy we've heard with Texas. We know they have the oil money. They know we know they have money out their ass that they can mm-hmm. hand out with their, what was it, Pancake Factory. Um, it gives offensive linemen $50,000 a year. There's no – not every school is going to be doing that, you, you know. So there's naturally going to be until they set a cap or set rules on this because the NCAA held off so long to set up rules like this. It's just going to – it's going to fuck it for about probably five to ten years until it feels like the Bamas and Texas have their, you know, their cash flow going in, getting ready – and then the NCAA will try and step in and try and establish, oh, now we have to have a cap. Now that, you know, that the rich got richer and I just feel like, you, you know, like a school like in Iowa State, we're, we don't have the donor base that Texas does. I feel like we're going to be left in the dust as much as we have a good coach and can keep recruiting. You know, you recruit a guy, he doesn't play his first year and just goes, oh, well, I'm going to go to Texas and get my $50,000 because I'm a lineman and just go from there. You know, it's, it's going to make it, I just feel like it's going to get very top heavy very quick. But with, like your last point where you said, you know, you have a four or five star recruit that went to Texas and he's sitting on the bench or he went to Alabama and sitting on the bench. Now, if he could go to another school, like say he went to, I don't know, uh, Mississippi State and they could pay him $50,000. I mean, that's spreading out the recruits that think that they should be starting and should be playing. Hey, River, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> and then pushing them to go other places where they can make that money and still start. I, I don't know. I, I think of it as the other way. I think it's going to push kids to seek the money and also know that I am a four or five star recruit. 
So I could go somewhere else and start and get paid for it. Yeah, but then you have a guy that started all year for a team, went to the Sweet 16 and goes, I'm just going to go get paid somewhere else now. So, yeah. you, you know, it's yes, it's going mean, to be it's a, capitalism a, a, at its best, to be honest. Well, I, you, I, have the, you have this opinion now, Joey. Let's see in five years where Iowa and Iowa State are, if we have the NIL deals that the SEC and stuff can have, and we'll see mm-hmm. how fun that this transfer portal now really is. Well, no, I'm, and I, I understand what you're saying, and I get that very much from the standpoint of the smaller schools that don't have huge ass boosters and stuff can, you know, pay for these things. But I, I don't know. I just think that it's going to push it out farther than the top 10 or top 20 that you're thinking of. Like, I think there's like probably four or five teams in each conference, the big conference that can, you know, pay big money for these recruits and stuff. And then if you're going to those schools, knowing that you can't, you know, can't start at those schools and you're still a four-star recruit, why not go to the Iowa or Iowa State so they can pay you ten, twenty thousand dollars a year instead of the fifty thousand, but you're still starting and getting your name out there. And then you could go to the transfer back. I know, but you're also not starting at those schools. That's what I'm getting at. Are they gonna be getting paid if they're not starting? See, I don't know. I assume so. Why would you pay for a player that's not gonna be, you know, contributing to your school winning? Right. So, I mean, they're still going to have to compete. And right. I feel like with them saying, hey, we're going to pay you, that's going to overwhelm possibly their recruiting process. I, I feel like it would if all of a sudden you have all these linemen like, oh, I want to come to your school because you're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. And then they have to weed out who is actually talented and who's not. Right. And that's oh. what I'm saying. If you have, you know, 34 star linemen that want to go to Alabama, well, they can only pay, you know, 10 we'll say. So the other ones have to go somewhere else. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, year one, I haven't really seen the – I mean, I, I get it. There's going to – and that's where, you know, 99% of these kids ain't going pro. So that's why they're going to take this money, you know, right. going in as, as well. It just, Like I said, it just worries me, though, when you see a, a starter that, you know, like for, you know, the big thing – that, you know, if Iowa State could ever contribute something, is we have had a proven path where we can get guys to the NBA. We have quite a few right. there in the playoffs right now. You know, for like Iowa, you have a clear path you can get to the NFL. You know, I just feel like these kids, like, you have a clear opportunity where you could. If you're trying to go pro, you have opportunities at different schools. Um, I'm just going to go, you know, where the money is. You, you know, I just, I don't know. It, we, we've all known it's been done done in the shadows and, you, and schools have mm-hmm. had bag men before. Yet, yes, this is bringing it too light in a sense, but I don't know. I just feel like, and listening to a bunch of different, um, you know, just still different podcasts on stuff like this, you know, for like an Iowa and I was whoa, whoa, whoa. You're listening to other podcasts. Yes, sir. Oh my God. Kick him out of here. Twitter. <laughs> like that. But you know, I, I feel like there's going, you know, you're going to have to see, you know, like for Iowa state, for example, that's one I can speak up to. You know, you, our big uh, donors are going to be the suckups and the Bowers, you know, but we can't mm-hmm. rely on only those two being able to provide. Like, I think it's going, you're going to have to see small schools really have to get the general population really jumping in mm-hmm. on donating and, you, you know, giving back to the school if we're going to compete at a high level in these sports for the school to make money. So we're, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're basically going to have to either, like I put in there, like if there's a subscription service you pay monthly or going to have to just start donating out the app. I feel like that's the only way a smaller school like in Iowa State, or I guess, I don't know, Kansas is, you, you know, I, I don't know what their, what their uh, 
payroll is with donations and stuff like that. I know Iowa State's is smaller, and we've been growing since sports have been getting better. I just feel like we're going to have to see a lot more if we're going to compete in this new NIL. Right. And I also think that one issue I do see with the NIL is it's going to make schools into specialty schools where they're only going to concentrate the money from the boosters on certain sports so they can compete more. Like, you know, UConn. I mean, they'll probably just focus on basketball. They may even cut their football program because they're not going to be able to get the recruits and with money. Women's basketball. Right. Women's, and then I mean, their men's basketball has a tradition too, so I can see them doing that also. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, to me, it'll make schools specialize and only pay certain sports kids because they're going to have to type of thing. I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if there's going to be any uh, like Title IX amendments because I mean, mm-hmm. currently they have to have so many mm-hmm. equal number of sports or something like that or opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I, sport, believe, don't, so. I thought women's sport, there had to be one more women's sport than men's. Probably. I think you're right. But yeah, as far as the NIL stuff goes, I mean, it's the wild, wild west right now. I don't think there is any rules, is there? The thing I like about the NIL is I like that the people, the kids actually own their own name and all that. The NCAA is in right. control of all that. But, you know, here's here's the problem that I, that another problem that I foresee in the future is, you know, you had Cardall Jones that I don't play, I don't go to school to play school, I go to play football. So mm-hmm. where he's, where's he at now? I don't know what he's doing, if he's making money or what. But all these kids are going to have all this money just thrown at them. And it's going to be like, okay, here's your millions of dollars at the age of 18, age of 19. Oh, you're not quite good enough to make it into the NFL. Too bad. Oh, well, we'll see you later. And now they're left on the streets with no real plan because we're these, this huge star with this money. And now I'm no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's where like we, we all hoped where it's like, or, and we, we've all said like, the money is in the scholarship, you know, for getting the schooling. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're kind of getting at? Just hoping they aren't just completely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're, they're strictly going there now to make their millions off of what, maybe four years, three, four years, possibly. If you're yeah. going for college basketball, maybe one year. Mm-hmm. So it's like something has to be done where these kids also, you know, okay, if we we're going to give you this much amount of money and you own your name, which is great but you also actually have to learn something about economics a little bit. So you're not stranded with nothing after all this falls through. Yeah. Like the, I know the NFL, when guys get drafted, they always bring them in for those classes mm-hmm. and talk about like, you know, investing it or putting it away or not spending mm-hmm. it all. You almost yeah. need to be. <laughs> I mean, this is a much deeper subject than just, okay, this guy's going to play here, but I feel like that's just going to cause a lot of issues when you give an 18 year old a shit ton of money. Maybe the one required class that each incoming freshman has to take is economics or bookkeeping, at least, you know, so or personal finance. Yeah, for I know know for a lot of kids going, especially like even not even just these athletes. I know with a lot of just kids, 18 years old, there's not a lot of financial literacy, you you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would think so with all these classes. If if I was a coach, I sure as fuck be teaching how to do that shit. Right. That, that player yep. used as an example there for I don't go to school. I Cardale go to school to play football. Cardale yeah. Jones. Uh, he was last seen in 2020 as a Washington D.C. defender in the XFL. So okay, nice. Yeah, oh, that's he was, right. He was drafted by the Bills. Next season he was with the Chargers. Next season he was Seahawks practice squad, and then he was D.C. defenders. Okay, and he currently such an arm unemployed. 
Yeah, yeah why isn't a player like him in the USFL? I, well, I know they limited the draft class on the certain people that could, but then you still had, you know, Paxton Lynch, who was ex-NFL. So I guess maybe they just Jordan yep. Te'amu. Yep. And yeah, there's a cornerback for the – I want – I hate that we keep bringing up the Maulers, but uh, <laughs> it was in the Canadian League for three stints and also the NFL for a couple, and then it did the XFL, and he was on like he's like 32, and this is his last chance kind of thing. Uh, so. Let's see. One of Jones, the Vikings wide receivers, ex-wide receivers is in there too. Jones did have a tryout with the Raiders in August 2020. Apparently, he did not make the cut. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, he probably has some money from his first – few years in the nfl but i mean who who what the longevity of that who knows because what's the percentage right. of nfl players that go broke after retirement's huge yep crazy yeah i i don't know i i i just like seeing people get their money and uh hopefully that they get smart enough to not spend it stupidly mm-hmm. like putting it on the michigan panthers the first uh first week of the usfl season <laughs> exactly <laughs> Were they were they even available to bet on? Like no. in uh, no, absolutely. Let's say I was I was just looking actually in uh, the books online for BetMGM. They have uh, Canadian Football League options, but no USFL. Yeah, it's yeah, really it, fun. It's hilarious that they have the spreads, but you can't bet on them anywhere. Right, I had to find everything on DraftKings because I couldn't find them any for week two. There's a bunch of week one ones, and then people must have been like, oh, nah, not this league. And let's just not put them up for week two. <laughs> yeah, when uh, you said that about putting money on them, Ryan, I was I was going to say I was back in Iowa this weekend where I could bet on sports, but I just – I wasn't going to touch the USFL with a 10-foot pole. No, not at all. I told you last week breakers were going to win. I don't know why you didn't bet on them. Did they cover? <laughs> I don't think so. The one by six, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, because all the spreads were two and a half. I think his team was going to win probably more than anybody. And uh... (laughs) hey, hey, Uh, (laughs) no, they scored touchdown. I'm trying to remember. I believe Clark, because I wasn't here to defend myself, said the Bandits were going to win by a milli. (laughs) If I remember (laughs) right, fourteen a milli, same thing. And Joey mm-hmm. said his team was going to win every game by a thousand. Yeah, exactly. Close. I don't, I don't think any <laughs> either of those happened. <laughs> Six is almost a thousand. It's closer to a thousand than it is to negative a thousand. It's it's closer to the spread what you think than what Clark thought his team was going to win by. <laughs> Quit being all butthurt about the Minnesota Maulers. I my, mean, my sorry, team... <laughs> Pittsburgh Maulers. My my team did win. I was halfway right. So true, true. I think we probably all said our teams were going to win, but that couldn't happen because some of them played each other. Hey, I'm just seeing that the Gamblers Panthers game had an an audience of 2.1 million people on for TV. So that's not bad. That's say, when we were talking about this earlier, I was going to say they did get on some pretty good networks. I mean, Fox, NBC, USA. Like they had some good yeah. TV shit going. Just as long as they, I would say some of those drone shots were a little wonky, I would say as, as long as they keep doing weird, you know, different stuff like that. I always love the XFL transparency where they interviewed them like right after a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, How do you feel? It's like, It sucks. It's like, Okay, you know, you're getting the <laughs> compared to a professional. Yep. 
I know I tweeted it, but every time I saw a drone like flying across my screen, I was like cleaning my apartment, walked by, I thought there was a bug on my screen. I'd be like, oh, fuck, no, that's just a drone. My bad. Loud buzz and shit. It yeah. was kind of weird to see the drones flying around the field from other camera angles where you could catch the drone in the in the frame. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything else to add, or we want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening and hanging out with us um, on this fine Wednesday. We do appreciate it. Again, we do want to hear from you and uh, just slide into the DMs. And Joey, what are the DMs? Yep. Hit us up, like Trent said, in the DMs at Heartland Pulse for Twitter and Instagram. Just search Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook and YouTube. As I said before, we're on all the major streaming platforms and major podcast platforms i say not streaming but uh yeah tell your friends have them like and subscribe everything that we do just like you guys do all right and keep an eye out friday the fun cast will be out so keep an eye out for that oh yeah thanks for listening appreciate you